All right, what's going on, people? What's going on? I'm sorry it's been so long. I always apologize when I get a chance to come back and speak to y'all. But, you know, sometimes it takes a little time to to go through these things, you know, to put these things in, in order. Because there's a lot of intuition that goes into it, a lot of information, reading, all that good stuff. But we're going to get into just like this general conversation because I'm actually ready to talk now. Um, how you doing? I'm your host. To Perspective Wisdom, my name is Collins Johnson, right? And if you want to talk about some things or want me to cover some things, if I'm knowledgeable about it, then I will cover it. I don't speak on things that I'm not knowledgeable about because I feel like that's when you go wrong. So <laughs> um, you can reach me at collins.johnson83 at gmail.com. And that's where all your questions, concerns, and comments can go. And uh, you know, without further ado, here we go. So today, we're gonna we're gonna talk. We're gonna trek across a couple of areas, right? Um, we're gonna do a little bit of psychological studies, a little bit of personal experiences, and a little bit of uh, talking to people. Um, uh, you know, interviews that I've had with people, and and just a little bit of notes that I took while I was having those interviews. So there's this thing that I have in not an issue with but that I've been dealing with for a good little while and it's it's about how people value you how people value your time how you value yourself and so forth and so on now there's a lot of things that connect to this and there's there when I get to talking about these types of topics uh, there's always people who have not experienced a great deal of things in life that tend to try to be situational experts and, you know, correct something that I say or something like that. But before we even dive deep down into this, you cannot take a person's experiences away from them and then replace it with your experiences and the way that you interpret information. OK, so that's something that I don't do over here. I don't do that with perspective wisdom. Uh, the, the podcast is named after what it does. This is perspective wisdom. So these are things that I have experienced. I've talked to people, you know, just like all of that, all of that type of thing. It's like firsthand knowledge. And then the wisdom comes because I've either been through it I've, or I've talked to the person who's been through it and they gave me the solutions or how they survived it or how they came up out of it or how they changed it for the better for themselves. Right. Nothing negative over there, over here. Um, that's not what I do. No bashing. Now, there are some times where um, it, it, it may feel funny because maybe I'm, I'm trekking down your lane. Maybe I'm saying something that you've done and you thought it was right and it wasn't. But a lot of the times when we think things are right, we never take the time to ask other people, you know, whoever's on the other side of this situation or problem or, you know, relationship, friendship, situationship, doesn't matter. Hold on one second. I got to take a little, you know, sip of the water. So anyways, what we're going to dive into today is, you know, how people value you. Right now, there's always these little microcosms inside of a topic or a subject or a situation. So what I try to do is I talk about the thing first, the overall thing, and then I go into the subject and talk about the little things uh, that, that make up the whole big topic. All right. So I'm not going to give you the five or the seven or the ten signs of when somebody's valuing you. Because it's different for everybody. So basically, you know when somebody's valuing you. 
uh, if somebody's valuing you, they, they uh, not go out of their way all the time, but they make an effort to to show you that your time is valuable to them. Right. They'll they'll answer the phone. They'll, they'll answer a text message in a timely fashion. They'll answer, you know, whatever other communicating avenue you have in a timely fashion. And if they can't, because, you know, there's different levels of life. There's people who don't really work hard and do a whole bunch of stuff. And then there's people who are like locked in and, you know, whatever. So they're, they're, it, whatever is a timely fashion for them. Uh, and you that's acceptable between the both of you, you know, they'll answer it in that time. And what do I mean by that? Like, let's say you leave a person a text message. You know, nowadays we have all of this technology that you can tell when somebody opens your text message and looks at it and whatever. So if they can't get to you, they're cognizant enough to say, you know, or send you back a text message. Hey, I'm, I'm busy for the next two days, but I'll, I'll talk to you, you know, maybe Wednesday, maybe, maybe Saturday. I got, I got time then. And I know that I can sit down for a couple of hours. You know, is this, is this important? Like, are, are you, are you emotionally distraught? You know, if it's not, and you just wanted to talk to them, then, then they'll be like, okay, cool. This is the time they'll, they'll work out something so that they can communicate with you. That's valuing your time. They're not leaving you on red, as the young people say. They're not leaving you stuck. They're not putting you in a position to feel like, you know, uh, you're you're being taken for granted. They communicate uh, with you because they comprehend and understand what type of person you are and what it is that you need, and then vice versa, right? Because the relationship, situationship, or friendship goes both ways. That's one of the ways that you can tell when somebody values your time, right? That's that's very very important. Another way that you can tell is by the things that they do for you or with you, right? The, the, the ways that, that they operate with you. And this is not just uh, buying you things or, you know, trying to make you laugh off of a joke. Sometimes it's just how they handle you when you're going through your mess, you know, because everybody's going to go through uh, situations. Everybody's going to go through trials and tribulations. You know, if you're not in a relationship with this person and you're just friends, that's why I say friendship or situationship, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll go through the bad relationship with you or the breakup or, you know, the, the turmoil. They'll go through it with you. And what that means is, is that they'll listen to you when you need to vent. They'll be there for you when you need phone calls and things of that nature. You know, they can tell when something's wrong with you uh, just by looking at your your the, if there's video chat. They can tell by looking at your facial expression and your body language that you need to talk. If there's not video chat and they're just talking, they can listen to the tone of your voice or the lack of, of humor in your conversation or something like that. And they'll genuinely ask you what's wrong, what's going on. You know, what do I need to know? Talk to me. That type of thing. Right. So with that being said, sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> I don't be knowing how this stuff be getting through when I be putting it on do not disturb. But I guess, you know, that's the that's the Jesus in there. Anyways, anyways. So they 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 make a genuine effort to be on par with you, to be on course with you. Right. And this is this is whether whether you're in a relationship a friendship or a situationship with this person, you know that this person is valuing you and your time. Now, time is the one thing that we can never get back, but we also never know how much of it we have. All right. So it is the most valuable thing in the world. There's nothing more valuable than it. Right. You are given this this cosmic universal credit card of time. And you're given a spending limit, but you don't know when the spending limit is. 
So therefore, you have to be very, very careful about who and what you choose to spend your time on. We're careful about who we spend our money on and what we spend our money on, but we never think about that in, in, in terms of time. Now, we're going to dive into me a little bit personally, and I've been a victim of this type of thing. I've, I've done this a couple of times, and I don't necessarily know why, but I just know that sometimes when you're in a certain... Hold on, hold on. I know that that when you're in a certain type of setting, when you're in a certain type of culture, right, you will pick up the social norms. This is what social construction uh, is about, right? There's social norms. There's things that you're supposed to do normally in in and that said society in order to function and be considered okay, you know, basic, normal, whatever. <laughs> And once you're outside of that norm, then what they've done is they've created a set of rules to to show that that's where you get the mental illnesses and the emotional instability. They will say that this is the norm. You're supposed to be kind, caring, generous, you know, this type of thing. And once you lack a couple of those traits, you then fall into a category that they've already created mentally or emotionally. So then they define you by that thing. They'll say you're socially awkward. Well, why is it bad to be socially awkward? Then you got a set of a group of people that'll say, no, it's not bad to be socially awkward because I'm socially awkward. So now there's a possession type thing. There's a, there's a, 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 a introduction to acceptance and validation in which if you're in that culture or that, that, uh, that social construct for long enough, acceptance and validation in that said social construct will become important to you. Now, what does that mean? Right. Because I know I'm talking in all of these terms and it's like, oh, he's just talking in circles. So in layman's terms, it means if you go to Wisconsin, if you go to Atlanta, if you go to California, there's a certain way that people act, operate, dress, think, you know, what they drink, how they go out to parties, what clubs they go to, what type of music they listen to, what's the dance fad, what's the fashion code, so forth and so on. Everything that is about you being an adult, right, or a young adult or an older adult, how you're supposed to conduct yourself in that social construct. If you do anything outside of that, the people will pick up on it. They recognize it. They say, oh, you're not from here. You don't dress like us. You don't act like us. You got a little accent, so you don't talk like us. Right. But we're all supposed to be Americans. We're all in America. But yet down south has a different accent than up north. You know, the the, the mid north or the mid mid south, whatever you want to call it, D.C. And, and, and Baltimore. They have a whole different dialect than people that are in New York. Whole different way of talking. And you say, well, you know, that's just the way it is, because you've never thought to go beyond that. And you never thought to ask why? Why is this like this? Right. Part of this is because uh, we've been branded as a melting pot. You come to America and it's a melting pot so you can enact whatever religion and operating system that you want to. But you can't. There's a social norm in America. And if you fall outside of that norm, then you're considered either alternative or, you know, awkward or, you know, socially, uh, socially awkward or, or things like that. That's why I use these terms, because that's where they come from. Um, you're labeled. 
right? And some people say, I don't want to be labeled. I don't like to be labeled. Okay, that's fine that you don't like to be. But the bottom line is that you are. And what America has is this, let's put it into a cans on the shelf type of analogy. If you have a whole bunch of cans on the shelf, they're all silver, uh, 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 silver colored and they're aluminum cans and they don't have a label on them. They're the same size. They're the same shape, right? They're all in your cabinets, all over your kitchen. How do you know what's inside of them? Yep. while I take my little sip of water, I'll let you ponder on that for a second. You'll say, well, I can't. I don't know. I just pick it up and open it up. Okay, so if you pick it up and open it up, then you'll know what's inside of it. But how do you know what's inside of it without having to pick it up and open it up? So are you going to open up every can until you find the corn? Because you want some corn on the side of your chicken. Are you going to open up every can until you find the flour? Are you going to pick up every can and try to judge it by how much it weighs? Because remember, they all look alike. They're all the same shape, all the same color. So they might be a different weight now, right? So what they do is they put a label on you. And there's no other way for them to understand what's going on with this, right? So there's there's so many different, and, and the reason why I came to this analogy is because at this point in my life, I'm a truck driver. I do a lot of deliveries. Uh, before I was doing this, you know, just drop off and pick up, I was delivering to a lot of family dollars. And we have boxes inside the back that you unload by hand. Some are heavy, some are light. But nonetheless, they're all brown boxes that just have labels on them, right? And then you're, you're, you're sending in these brown boxes inside the store and once they open them up they have labels on them and then they can put them on the shelf in the according spot so you have this label on this one person who's socially awkward so that label may be hot pink and only have big letters up there and when you turn it to the back the nutrition fact says you know socially awkward has trouble in large settings doesn't go to baseball games you know, and this percentage feels like this in a relationship. That's where you get the labels from. That's when you go to uh, therapy and they diagnose you with certain things like manic depressant or PTSD or, you know, over oh, what is the, uh, the the compulsive disorder. You know, that this is what it means. You got to think about the words that come. And on this 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 uh, podcast, we talk a lot about words of spells. So I've I've addressed that in the earlier podcast. But and, and as I'm talking to you now, so if you're new and you're coming into here, understand that words of spells, you have to pay attention to every word that's uttered to you because it is a certain type of spell. It has a certain type of definition and it can go a certain number of ways just depending on how it's used in a sentence. OK, so. When you say disorder, it's not the same as disease. A disorder can be placed into order, but it takes counseling. What is counseling? Counseling is nothing more than training, right? Psych, uh, going to uh, a psychiatrist is nothing more than training. It's training your body and your, and your mind to operate in the system that fits this social construct that you live in. Now, let's just say you don't go to any of that stuff. You get you a plane ticket and a passport and you take your socially awkward self across the world and you go to Belgium, you go to England or something. You won't be labeled the same way. You won't be labeled the same way. You'll be, you'll be labeled totally different. Right. And you'll think that that's a good thing. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. It just depends on where you decide to land yourself. 
right? And if you land yourself in certain places, then it'll be okay. You know, you'll be able to operate and function and you'll have a whole new uh, outlook on life. But for the most part, it messes with you. It messes with your mind because you have been socialized to think a certain way, to operate within certain confines. Now, all of this, I'm talking about all of this because I need to build a foundation for you to understand why we are going through the things that we're going through. When, I, when, I, when I'm talking about people not valuing others, times and feelings and emotions and things of that nature. Right now, we're in a time where everybody wants to be by themselves, but they want to be a ruler, right? They, want, they don't want relationship, okay? So kings and queens have a relationship with their loyal subjects. From the court gesture, to the handmaiden, to the cook, all the way down to the lowly, you know, beggar in, in the village. In that kingdom, there has to be a certain relationship with each level, okay? So now, the people who are at the top of this kingdom that we live in as this United States, they have set forth a set of rules, and those rules were in place for hundreds of years. Right. And you, they've been they've been teaching people the rules day by day, year by year, century by century. You know, I'm not going to go through all the time hacks, you know, but as they were teaching that stuff, they didn't put in fail safes that would last forever. So as those people who implemented the rules had their kids and they passed it down and so forth and so on, there was a little bit of change in each rule until we got to this this place that we are now where there's a lot of things that are distorted to to we're we're mixing people's life platforms together. So there'll be married people with single people and trying to hang and get advice and learn and understand the way of a single life while simultaneously being married. And what does that do? That kills the relationship, that kills that marriage. And that person begins to find refuge in the single life and vice versa. You have people who live a life of abundance, tons of money in the bank. They can go wherever they want, they can do whatever they want, they can buy whatever they want. And you have people who have little to no money looking up at these people with abundance and idolizing them, right? And, and the part that comes into play is, now you have religion that kind of steps in here because words are spells, right? These, these, these amendments, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, you know, they're always written with a quote unquote Christianity basis. So in order to understand why these laws and amendments were implemented, you need to look no further than the Bible and the concordance. So let's just stick with the Bible for right now, and then you can jump on the concordance in your own time. You go to the Ten Commandments where it says, Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not cover thy neighbor's wife. And then you start looking at these laws. You start looking at what it means to be uh, in a relationship and then divorce that marriage and you know what comes along with that. You look at what comes along with, uh, depending on if you're defending yourself and somebody loses their life, as opposed to you premeditating the thought and, and carrying it out, you know, carrying out the action. There's all of these little intricacies, and every time there's a new thought process, there's a person that adds something in. They amend, they amend it, and they say, hey, 
the people that we're that we're putting into this society and that we're bringing into this hey they operate a whole totally different way so what we got to do is we got to amend this one thing and they see how that works for about 5 10 maybe 25 years and if it doesn't work to their benefit then they'll change it right but what's working to their benefit right now is separation they don't want unity on any platform so single people are separated married people are separated business owners are separated uh, uh, workers are separated people who have terminal diseases are separated from those who have diseases that are non-curable but they're they're manageable you know and we get all of these different separations we get all these different labels we're all the same cans right but we got different weights to us. Some of us are heavier than others. And I, I mean that metaphorically, I'm not tossing that weight people, but metaphorically we have different weights. Nobody knows what's inside of us, you know, until they label us something. So are you gonna allow yourself to be labeled by the people who built the, so the social construct? Or are you gonna go out and try to start making your own label and putting your own nutrition facts on the back of this can, right? That you're presenting to people. Now, that's where the mindset comes in, the social construct, the training you to think a certain type of way, because if you if you think a certain type of way, then you just kind of fall into the group. And it's not really important to you how people view you, how you how you're looked at, how you're labeled. You can care less. And the sad part is why you can care less about how people view you and label you. You're being labeled and viewed the whole time. And even when you try to step outside of that of the, of that label, when you try to do something different or say, no, that's not what's in me. I don't have corn in me. I have flour. I'm much lighter than all of these other cans. Those people who you're trying to deal with and interact with and have relationships with and get married to and love and, and you know, uh, become a business partner with or share your, your, your work history with those people that you're trying to interact with in this social construct are looking at you like, no, that's, that's uh, no, nope, I don't see that. You don't have that label on you. So let me see what type of label you have government wise. Let me see what type of label you have uh, in this social construct. And that's how I'll treat you unless you show me different. Do, will you allow me to view the contents in the can? Will you allow me to see what's inside of you? Now, that's another metaphor for saying, will you allow me to see your spirit? Will you allow me to look into your soul, to dive into your heart, see what your personality is, what your character traits are? how you operate under pressure, how you care for somebody, how you value them. Do you value their time? Are they important to you, right? So when you start to label yourself, you have to be understanding that other people are looking at the label that was placed upon you from society because you live here now, you know? If you if you came here from another country, you're, you're here now, so you're getting you're getting labeled already. If you were born here and raised here, you're already labeled. You can change that label, or you can put some nutrition facts on the back of it. You know, you can wear your heart on your sleeve. You can be outgoing. You can always be seen in clubs. You can do things repetitively, so people kind of know what type of person you are, what type of fun you like. But it's it's truly up to you. The only thing you have to fight against is the people that are in your circle. The ones that, that, that you hold close because you don't get to control them. 
You don't get to control their thought process. You don't get to control how they view you. You only get to control what they see. So if they see you and they like you, if they see you and they, they like the big, big, pretty letters and the pretty colors that are on your label, then they have the choice of whether or not they want to mess with you, whether or not they want to find out what's going on inside this can, what's in this can. Let me turn it to the back and see what's what's the nutrition facts. What will I get if I open up this can? Will I get high blood pressure because they're always going through some stuff? Or are they vegan friendly? Are they are they are they are they uh glucose laden? Will I get sick if I if I ingest any of this? Am I allergic to it? So these are all things that go on in between relationships, friendships, situationships. Right? Emphasis on the word ship. The emphasis is because it takes a whole bunch of people to run one ship to sail the seas. To see things, to experience things, to get out there in the open and, you know, have peace and go through storms and be in turmoil and, and pick up things and carry stuff from one situation to the next. You ever looked at a cargo ship, the cargo ship that carries the containers? OK, so here's another, you know, fun fact about me being a truck driver. I also did what's called intermodal, and that's carrying the containers from uh, the ships to a customer. Right. All types of things come on those containers. But we'll never know because we're not allowed to look in the containers. That's 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 a certain uh, group of people, usually customs. Hold on. Let me take a sip of this water. Now, with that being said, customs is the only ones that can check the con the contents of those containers. But for the most part, they're wrapped up. So you ever looked at a ship at those container ships, seeing how massive they were, right? How big they are. That can represent a corporation for you. Not a business, a corporation. That is a conglomerate of different businesses working together to move something, to move things from one space to another so that they can cultivate and push business along. There's about, I don't know, two, three, four thousand containers on that ship at one time. And it's not just about the containers. It's about, you know, the deck hands, the people that keep the wires out of the way, the electricians that are on that ship to keep it functioning, the people who work on the engines, like the engineers and stuff, the people who do the maintenance, the cooks, the captain of the ship, right? You never know who the captain of the ship is unless the captain wants you to know who he is or who she is. So the captain of our ship and these relationships, situationships and friendships it's whoever runs the social construct that we live in. So whoever whoever sets the social norms, the people don't set the social norms. They abide by them and they make tweaks and amendments to them. But the social norms are set by whatever experiment they want to run inside the social construct. And if it takes, if it's something that's awesome, then they leave it. Like there's always been music. There's always been live entertainment. But when you mix live entertainment with technology, now you get a club. So there's older people who enjoy live entertainment in a club setting. But then there's younger people who just want to listen to the music and dance. Those are two very different cultures in it of itself. And whichever one you choose, 
that's the one that you're going to go to. So you've been given a choice, but not really. You've been coerced either this way or that way. But it keeps you busy. It keeps you not focused on everything. It gives you a, a breather from life, right? From the problems and trials and tribulations. You're not necessarily depending on other people, but you're depending on other people. You're depending on the, the staff, the security guards, the DJ and the club owner. You could, you, and if you're going to the live entertainment place, most of the time they have, you know, really good food or something like that. So you're depending on the cook and, you know, the chef and the sous chefs and all of that stuff to give you a break from things. All of this is going on on the ship. You're not paying attention because you're just a container. You're a business. You're, you're one of the businesses that, that have a whole bunch of containers and you're moving somebody's product from one space to the other. So, yes, you're you're a business in it in it of itself, but you're a part of a corporation, a conglomerate of businesses at that point in time. And sometimes you need a day off. Sometimes you need a vacation. Sometimes you need to take some time for yourself. This is when you figure out what businesses value your business. Right. Uh, I, and, and trust me, I can give this to you in thousands of different ways. But these are the analogies that I'm choosing because you can actually see what I'm talking about. You can visualize what I'm talking about. So you yourself, you're a business, right? You generate money. Uh, you make relationships. You write contracts. You you move money from one place to another. You earn money. You you uh, you help cultivate other businesses. You support and you pour into other businesses, whether that's the real estate market or, you know, the clothing market. Right. Because you got to buy clothes and shoes and things of that nature. Jewelry, depending on what you want to do. And then you go out and you patronize other businesses like the clubs and the dance halls that I'm talking about. All of this stuff falls under the guise of a social construct, a corporation that's a conglomerate of a whole bunch of different types of businesses that work in unison. And when something starts going wrong, they have to tweak that thing. They have to write a new law. They have to put a, a, an amendment in the laws that are already set. They have to they have to make an addendum. They have to they have to do something to make sure that this whole ship runs smoothly. Now, let's break this all the way down to the singular uh, to the singular version, like we're the, 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 the level that we're on when we're talking about just our individual relationships, friendships and situationships. Does somebody value your time or how do you know? Well, I told you how, you know, you know, some of the ways, you know, that somebody's valuing your time. But we're in a place we're in a place right now in this in this uh and this construct where they're promoting you to be by yourself. You can come into contact with people every now and then, you know, on very small occasions for limited amounts of time. But for the most part, be by yourself. When you end your day, be by yourself. When you start your day, be by yourself. If somebody doesn't want to do what you wanted to do, be by yourself. And you hear that, you hear that over and over again, but your spirit and your soul says, no, I want somebody. I want a friend. I want a husband. I want a wife. I want a boyfriend, a girlfriend. I want them to be my fiance. I want kids because we're relational beings to a certain extent. But then there's that pain and that hurt that comes with being in that relationship, situationship or friendship. Because there's never going to be a time where you don't go through 
trials and tribulations. It's just some people define the trials and tribulations differently. And depending on how they want to see it, depending on how they want to see the other person's label and nutrition facts, will depend on whether or not they decide to stay and see what's on the inside and, and you know maybe open up the inside and consume some of the contents or whether or not they want to put it back in the cabinet or throw it in the trash. Some people throw the wrong cans in the trash because they didn't have a label. Some people throw the wrong uh, uh, cans in the trash because they didn't have a label that they could read. You see, we have so many issues sometimes when it comes to relationships, friendships, and situationships that we don't want to deal with those things because we've been uh, socially constructed to just drop everything. If it does not serve you, drop it. There's not, a been, there's not been a king or queen in history that ran a domicile, that oversee or reign over a domicile, who did not have a relationship with every level and needed every level in order to continue their reign. And when everybody is a king or queen, well, who are the peasants? Who are the court jesters? Who are the handmaidens? Who takes care of the pregnant? Who cares for the sick? Who's the healer? Who's the medicine man or woman? Who is the janitor? Who cleans the streets? Who collects the taxes? Because I have yet to see a regime where the king and queen does all of these things themselves. So what you cannot do is mixed the two together. You cannot be a king or queen and play every role in the domicile. You cannot play every role in your kingdom. So that's when you surround yourself with certain types of people. You got to understand that. So depending on what type of king or queen you want to be, depending on what type of institution or domicile you want to run or reign over will depend on the people that you choose to be your subordinates and your loyal subjects. Everybody's not on the same level. So if I'm talking to a person who's on a level that's beneath where my thought process is, they're always going to take it as offense. If I'm talking to the people who are above my thought process, they're going to say, yep, you're well on your way to getting here. If I talk to the people that are on the same level as me, they ignore me. They look at me as if, you know, I, I have no idea what I'm talking about and none of this makes sense. It never makes sense when you're living it. It only makes sense when you take the time to step outside of it and see what you're living. Then you can look at it and say, hey, you know, this is, I shouldn't be doing this or... I can tweak this. I can make this better. And think about it. Think about it on a small level. When a person's painting a car, they always take a step back and look at how that car looks after they put on one coat of paint and one coat of gloss. Think about when a person steps back to look at something on a grocery store shelf. There's multiple things, multiple brands and multiple different flavors, but they got to take a step back and look at all of them so they can make a decision on which one they want to put in their cart. You have to take a step back from your own life sometimes and look at it from the outside in so you can understand whether or not this is something that you want to continue doing or is there some tweaks you need to make. 
Now, now the thing about relationships, situationships, and friendships is there's a whole other person on the other end of that. That has feelings and emotions. They have they have loyalties. Where their loyalties lie, you know, they they're a whole person, the same way you are. So depending on how you cut them off or you move them out your life or you 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 advance a level, sometimes it hurts that person. Now, do you owe that person an explanation? In my opinion, this is not I'm not going to speak like this is factual. In my opinion, if they were a good friend, a good companion, a good fiance, a good uh, 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 other half, then yes, you do. If they were terrible, if they were toxic, if they were always putting you into some stuff or getting you into trouble, then no. Because once they start sobering up from that trouble or that toxicity, they'll see how bad of a friend they were to you, how bad of a companion or how bad of a, a other half they were to you. And if they're worth their soul, then they'll let you go and let you you know, do your thing, let you succeed. And hopefully they can catch up back to you later on. But if they don't, hey, it was beautiful while it lasted. And we just kind of crashed, kind of crashed out and burned. So, so when people value your time, they take all of these things into consideration. All of this stuff that I'm talking about, whether or not they're hurting you, whether or not they're holding you back from success, whether or not they were good for you, whether or not their love was too much. Was it overwhelming? Was it not enough? Or was it just not right the, the right type? Did you need to step up a level? Did you need to go from friends to lovers? Did you need to go from lovers to friends? Did you need to go from uh, uh, marriage to exes? Or did you just need to stay in the same? Did you need to just work through some things and once you came out on the other side, it would be better? These are all decisions that we got to make, but you got to understand why you have the decisions laid in front of you that you have. Some of it's not your doing. Some of it is the way that this world that we live in called the United States is constructed. And if you were to take this same scenario and you put it in a whole different construct, your decision would be different. Your decision would be influenced in a different type of way. I think sometimes we don't want to we don't want to admit that we are coerced to be a certain way as people. That we are given these these variables and depending on how extreme or, or lack thereof the variables are the variables are will depend on what type of person we become. And as we settle in those variables, those scientific experiments with, you know, crazy hypotheses and things of that nature will depend on the outcome over the course of years. It takes decades to train the mind to do something, to place it in the subconscious so that you do it as, as a second nature. It doesn't take 21 days. You know, that's to create a habit. A habit is not second nature. A habit is not subconscious. You do have to get up and perform the habit. <laughs> I know people will say, you know, this is bad. When they're talking about bad habits, it's they're conscious of the bad habits. Subconscious is something that you don't even think about. You don't think about breathing. It just happens. You don't think about making your heart beat in a certain type of way. It just happens. And you got to keep this stuff in mind. So I wanted to, to get this across to you on the very foundational level. I'm thinking about building upon this. 
Um, but I'm going to end it like this. I'll end it like this. I'll say, if somebody does not value your time and you recognize it, there's a decision that's been placed before you. And that decision is, do you want that person to value your time? Do you want to make an effort to bring it to their attention? Want them to comprehend what you're saying and you want them to change and start valuing your time a little bit more? Is that is that something that you want? And once you make that decision, and let's say your decision is yes, you want that because you want that person in your life. If they don't want the same thing, immediately let it go. You will save yourself some heartache. You, you would have learned a lesson, but you'll save yourself some heartache. So immediately let it go. That person is not, there's no amount of uh, coercion or conversation or gifts or love that you can give or, or embark upon that will make that person want to value you. They see your value on a very generic and basic level, not one that is valuable or pertinent to their life and their existence and their happiness, but they see you just generally. And if you're looking for something deeper, you don't want that. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end it here. And uh, until next time, talk to y'all later.